What's up, guys? This is Derek Kirby with the Dallas Prospect, back with another Mavericks postgame show here for you. The Mavericks last night got probably their best win of the young season so far, beating the Boston Celtics 107-104 thanks to 33 big points, including the game-winning three-pointer as time expired from Luka Doncic. That's really the snapshot if you boil it down to one play, what they'll say about this game. But it really was a tale of two halves. In the first half, Dallas pretty much played its best complete half of basketball. Porzingis made his return after five games out with a lower back tightness, and he played pretty well. Didn't take a lot of threes. In fact, I don't think he took any threes. Didn't have anything really drawn up for him, but he had 21 and seven, a big, big block in the final minute. And late in the fourth quarter, when Dallas really needed to find some cohesiveness to counteract Boston's red hot play, they had basically meticulously worn down that 17 point lead the Mavericks had in the first half, cut it down, uh, took their first lead of the game with like 212 left in the game. And they were just firing on all cylinders, particularly Jason Tatum. But it didn't matter because KP was giving the Mavericks that outlet. Now, he gets the big block on Dennis Schroeder there in the big moment when they need it. But he also gets a couple timely putbacks, tip dunks, uh, slashing to the basket for thunderous jams, just very efficient play from Porzingis. Heads up plays that you need. Now, I also have Jalen Brunson listed on here as well. He did a lot of his damage in the first half, but he was huge for the Mavericks because for a while there, it was basically Luka and Brunson cooking for Dallas, where the two of them, one of those two, scored 19 straight points for the Mavericks there in the first half as they really put this game uh, into an early advantage for the Mavericks. So even though the Celtics got cooking in the second half and started finding some things that were working, like I said, they take their first lead just over two minutes remaining, I didn't really panic. And that's because I knew Dallas has one of the best closers in the league in Luka Doncic, and even though he's had a slow start to this year, which I did not envision, it felt like a vintage performance, and that's a funny phrase to use when you're talking about a 22-year-old, but it felt like a vintage performance from Luka Doncic last night. And even before the buzzer beater three, that's what it played out as. He was in top form. Maybe not absolute peak, but he was in, in his own class as you would expect him to be for this kind of moment. And the fact that he was getting timely plays from Porzingis kind of helping serve as an outlet when the when the pressure was clamping on on Luca and they were throwing traps and things late in the games, it didn't matter because Porzingis served as that outlet to open things up, and Dallas was able to counter punch, counter punch, counter punch, just enough to get what they needed. So here's a great stat here uh, from Is Talk Franco. Dallas is currently four and zero in the clutch with a plus one point three margin. That is the best in the NBA early on. Luca last night obviously hits the step back three. He had a, as well, a huge logo three against Sacramento that came in the clutch as well. Uh, and he says, Mavs remind me of last year's Blazers where they were way ahead on the point, or th where they were way ahead on the point differential because of Damon clutch play. So the point differential not mattering as much. Dallas has had a bad point differential early on in the year. I think they were a minus 6.3 at one point. Uh, prior to this game. I don't know where they were going into the game last night, though. But even still, 
the fact that they're able to perform well in the clutch is serving them well. It's helping them kind of mask some of these issues. But KP in his return, 21 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, a block, 53% from the field in 27 minutes. Jason Kidd said before the game KP was going to play about 30 minutes. Did pretty much exactly that. And uh, he was efficient. He was really efficient. He moved well. That was a big thing for me was seeing how well he moved. And you know what? I'm pretty happy with, with what they got out of him. So the fact that they're able to get this situation and they're able to get this big win, the fact that KP came back and he's feeling lighter and he's not bothered by the heavy criticism he took for the five-game absence, which we'll get into that in a minute, is all a very positive sign that, okay, if he's fine, maybe we can be slightly more optimistic. I put a very large asterisk there because... Until I see this stretch out for three, four, five, six games, I can't bet anything on this horse. I'm broke at this point with my KP budget for hopefulness. But even still, it's a, it's a big, big win for the Mavericks here. There's a couple other great stats here for context. Now in the second half, Taysom was... Uh, Taysom. Uh, Tatum, Jason Tatum, was cooking. He was, at one point in the fourth quarter, he was 7 of 7 from the field, 4 of 4 from 3, 18 points on a plus 13 rating, and that was early on in the fourth quarter. Dude was hooking. However, for the Mavericks, the building of that lead was integral, not just for the fact that it obviously gives you the buffer to work with, but it showed what they can be, potentially. In the first quarter, Dallas had a 29 15 lead after the opening frame boston's 15 this is from mavs pr boston's 15 points were the fewest that a dallas uh, team allowed in a quarter this season the previous low was 18 in the fourth quarter against houston more on that dallas held boston to 40 points in the opening half that was the fewest points the mavericks have allowed in any half this season so you see Things were working. Defensively, the Mavericks were able to tighten the screws and make it difficult on their opponents a little bit. Uh, the previous opponent low for the Mavericks, by the way, was 44 points, and that was in the second half of the Toronto win. So some things to consider there. The Mavericks get themselves a good win. Luka obviously erases what would have felt like a sour loss by hitting that step back three. A crazy sequence. I don't understand why... Marcus Smart took the foul that he took. Like, Boston was firmly in control. It really felt like Boston had all the momentum. And he takes a very bad foul there that all, all it served to do was make sure Boston wasn't going to get another possession. And it was a tie game. And he's fouling Luka when Luka's standing out near midcourt, just kind of milking the clock a little bit. And the Smart foul you know, 14 seconds back on the shot clock and they're not going to get the ball back now. And then Luca hits the step back three on Josh Richardson, former Maverick Josh Richardson there. Just a crazy sequence for the end of that game. And I'm glad Luca made him pay for it. A couple things here. So for the Celtics, uh, Dennis Schroeder had 20 points, but took 22 shots to get it. So that's not great. Tatum, 32 11 rebounds, 12 of 19 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3. He was an assassin, but Luka slightly outduels him there. Marcus Smart didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he, you know, he played 
good defense, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, in between plays there. A lot of the glue plays that you see with the hustle and effort and everything. But you have that head scratcher at the end that bites the Celtics. He also hit a big three that kept things interesting. His only three of the night. You had 16 and eight out of Williams Horford, 14 and four. He continues to be a very viable piece for them. Richardson off the bench in 31 minutes had 13 points, six of 12 from the uh, from the field, one of three from three. He looked like he was trying to play the role of spoiler for a minute, and I was admittedly a little bit concerned, like, oh, please don't let that guy be the one to do it. So the fact that he would make a play and then coming back the other way, also for the Mavericks off the bench, you would have Reggie Bullock, who made his return from a facial injury, uh, 13 points as well to offset, uh, offset even though he played 26 minutes versus 31 so 13 points for him off the bench for Bullock, three boards, three of eight from three, including a big one there. Like I said, that counterpunched a Richardson three and uh, five of 11 from the field overall from Reggie Bullock. I like that. I thought he was a, a breath of fresh air for this team, getting him back in and getting him some more minutes because he missed a little bit of time and uh, the game. He suffered the facial injury. He only played like seven minutes as well. So it just kind of skewed things a little bit to feel not not so reassuring uh, for the team and where they were heading trajectory wise. But as you stand right now, you do feel a little bit better because Luca's able to rescue it at the end. But like I said, all credit in the world to Porzingis in this game overall. I felt like he didn't press too much. And that's a good thing because sometimes when a guy is coming back and he's not having plays run for him and guys really looking to try and fixate and run things through him a little bit, you have a tendency to kind of get the ball and go, all right, I've got to do something here. I need to get mine, essentially. I need to get myself going. And it doesn't have to be from a selfish standpoint. It could be from the viewpoint of, I need to get myself going so that I can contribute more and kind of make up for this time I've been out. And I didn't feel like he pushed it too much. Yet when he did make plays off the dribble, it was actually a positive for the Mavericks, which has not been the case a whole lot of times early on. Uh, I say early on, really, throughout his entire two and a half years currently with the Mavericks as an active player, you haven't seen a whole lot of that. So it was really good for Porzingis there. Uh, seven of 13 from the field. That was great. Oh, of three from three. So yeah, didn't make any threes like I thought earlier, but at the same time, did a good job, got to the line, eight free throws, knocked down seven of them. I feel like when he's attacking, you, you tend to have better, you know, better results from him. The overall sample size works better in your favor than if he's just sitting out there just trying to tee off from three, which, you know, I understand he's going to take those looks, but I've been thinking for a while Dallas has him shooting too many threes. It's a nice facet to his game, but it's not the main dish. If you want to have Porzingis and use him to his ability, let him work a little bit and, you know, pick and choose his spots. So they did a good job there. Uh, big thing for the Mavericks as well, like I said, Brunson, 13 points. A lot of that in the first half, but 13, 5, and 5. It was a little bit of a curious choice to return him to coming off the bench, seeing as how his couple games he was a starter were very good for them. But even still, you got essentially what you were looking for uh, from the Mavericks here. A good quality win because they hang on to it. And, you know, it's early in the year, but... <laughs> Mavericks are technically third in the Western Conference right now. They're six and three. They've won a couple games in a row. They're a game and a half back of the Warriors who sit atop the Western Conference at seven and one. Then you got the Jazz. Suns are still hanging around there. They're five and three. And uh, let me see. You beat the Kings who are currently in the seven seed spot. 
Clippers have been starting slow. Lakers have started slow. We've we've seen kind of what's happening with them and Russell Westbrook. That's just not working right now. Of course, LeBron's also out. Never helps things. And uh, yeah, some things to some things to take away there for the Mavericks early on in this season. But you know, take it for what it is. It's a good win. A win that felt like it was pretty secure early on, and then things got really sketchy and interesting. And then you have yet another iconic Luka Doncic moment hitting the step back three on Josh Richardson, which is an extra nice touch, I thought, uh, to win the game. It's the second time in 2021, the calendar year that is, that Luka Doncic has beaten the Celtics essentially at the buzzer. I think there was technically a tenth of a second left the last time he did it to them. But in 2021, he's hit game winning step back threes on them twice now. And that's just got to be deflating for the Celtics to, to be on the receiving end of that twice but it's the oh yeah and as you see in the the thumbnail there next to me it was the debut of the new city jerseys the city uniforms i like them i hate how low the numbers are respective to the the dallas logo across the chest i feel like the word dallas either needed to be bigger or the numbers just need to bump up and what's weird is if you look at the jerseys uh, the replicas they're selling in stores the numbers are right up against it and it looks better yet the in-game jerseys have weird spacing that doesn't really make sense to me. So other than that, it's a, it's a pretty nice jersey. I think it's a good blending of the different eras. But yeah, it's a, it's a good win for the Mavericks. We'll take it, and we'll move on to the next one here. Let me see. What's their next game? It's tomorrow night. They play the Pelicans, who are currently in the basement, the absolute basement of the Western Conference. Still nothing on Zion, I don't think, so... Yeah, and even if he's out there, he's 327 and a half pounds. So that's not going to do him any favors either. So we'll see. But that does it for my time here, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like the video, leave a comment below, subscribe to the Dallas Prospect. And until next time, remember, every legend was once a prospect. Peace.